Welcome to the International Family Church Podcast. We're so excited for our new mandate for 2020, the courage to grow. 2020 is going to be an incredible year, but as Pastor Jonathan Del Turco reminded us, it's going to take work to make growth happen. What are some areas you want to grow in this year? Whether you want to join a life group or be part of a dream team, there are so many opportunities for growth here at International Family Church. Coming up this February at IFC, we're introducing two brand new classes, our Fresh Start class and our Healing class. Fresh Start is a class for all those who are new in their walk with God. It'll meet every Sunday during the 10 a.m. service and our Healing class, which will meet during the 1130 service. Both classes will be meeting in the Fresh Start room on the first floor. What better opportunity to grow in your walk with God than in a life group? Our Spring Life Group launch is coming up on Sunday, February 23rd. This will be an excellent opportunity to find the life group that is perfect for you. You'll also get the opportunity to meet the leaders for each life group as well. For more info, check out these and many more opportunities at intlfamilychurch.com. Now here's part one of The Courage to Grow. Welcome today. I'm excited. We're starting a brand new series today. So let's pray. Believe God with me, please. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for freedom and liberty in the room today to share your word. Lord, freedom to, Lord, express your plan and purpose for each person here in the room and those watching us online all around the world. And Father, we thank you for your goodness and your, 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 your grace upon our lives. We believe that what we're about to hear today is going to help us. It's going to challenge us. It's going to make us better. We'll be better people because of the, the ministry of your word today. We'll be so careful to give you all the honor, all the glory and praise, and all of God's people said a big amen, amen and amen. Welcome today. Uh, glad that you're with us. And we believe that, that uh, God has great things in store for with us today. Last week was a very important Sunday. It was Vision Sunday. And if you were with us, I had the privilege of, of, of sharing with you the mandate for 2020 and, and uh, had the privilege of being a vision caster and cast a vision for what God desires to do this year. I would encourage you, if you were not able to be with us last week, this is a major message of direction for us for the entire year. So I would really encourage you to go back and catch up with us, please. Uh, especially if you call IFC your home, uh, get online, intlfamilychurch.com. Go to the media section. As you know, all of our messages are archived there. Listen to them as often as you would like. And uh, that would be a great benefit for all of us if we were all on the same page. While praying last year um, about this year's mandate, you know, last year's mandate was the courage to connect. Of course, that's continuing because we're always connecting. We're always uh, taking another step in connecting with God's family and God's plan. And thank you, all of you who have been inspired by last year's mandate to connect. Many of you have, and, and I'm grateful for that. But last year I was, I was praying, Lord, what's the next step from the courage to connect? I heard very clearly in my heart, the courage to grow, the courage to to grow. So no matter if you're brand new to the things of God or you're a lifelong follower of Christ, we want to help you take your next step in growing your relationship with God. As we told you last week, we're going to focus on six specific areas this year. We're going to focus on the courage to grow ourselves, our relationships, our influence, our church, our men, our stewardship. 
We're going to do this in a variety of ways. Of course, Sunday morning series, like we're about to start here today, uh, dream teams, life groups, special giving, special events. Uh, there'll be a multiple ways that we learn all about these. And, and so, in other words, there's going to be a whole lot of growing going on at IFC this year. Amen. And I pray you're excited about that because I certainly am. Um, one of the most important decisions I've ever made is the choice to grow. I made it my, my, my mind years ago that I was going to keep the growing going. I made up my mind, listen very carefully, I made up my mind as a young pastor that I was not going to be the lid for why this church doesn't grow. I made up my mind, I made up my mind as a husband over my household that I would not be the lid of why my family won't grow. If you're a businessman or businesswoman, you can make up your mind to say, I will not be the lid of why this business doesn't grow or why my life doesn't be all that it's supposed to be. You can actually be a lid that stops the growth that God wants to do in your life. I made up my mind, I will do the hard work to overcome my insecurities, my self-doubts, my fears, um, my shortcomings, those areas, my hurts, um, uh, my cynical attitudes that we all have to deal with, that I made up my mind that that would be my purpose. So I am not in the way. I don't want to be in the way of your growth. I don't want to be in the way of God's plan. How about you? None of us want to be in the way, but oftentimes because of our lack of growth or our conviction of growth, oftentimes we don't mean it, but we limit God from working in our lives. Here's the bottom line about growth. Growth is not automatic. Did you know that? Just because you grow older doesn't mean you keep growing. You and I both know a lot of people that are getting older, but they ain't growing. Right? They're not growing. Um, and they're not in that place. Why? Because growth requires intentionality. And growth is your responsibility. Just like when you were a child, your parents were responsible for your growth, responsible for helping you grow and, and, and having the right education and, and in that right place. But as an adult, guess what? You bear that responsibility entirely. If you don't make growth your responsibility, it will never happen. And then growth requires value, value. The reason many good people don't value growth is because they don't value themselves. God saw our value, and he sent his one and only son to die for us, to suffer for us, and bear our sins, past, present, and future, so that we could be raised again and raised to a new level of value. That's how much God wants you to know how valuable you are, how important you are to God. When you value yourself, guess what you'll do? You'll invest in yourself. What are you doing this year to keep the growing going in your life? What choices have you made? What decisions have you uh, determined in your heart that you will do this year? So today is part one of a five-part series entitled The Courage to Grow. I'm so very excited about what God's about to unfold to us today. Now, here's our big takeaway. Here's the one main truth I want you to go home with today. You can be young only once, but you can be immature indefinitely. It's time to grow up and walk in the wisdom of God. Amen. 
Walk in the wisdom of God. I can't tell you how many times I've met 15-year-olders that are more mature than some 40-year-olders. Maturity is not a matter of age. It's a matter of acceptance of responsibility. That's what makes you mature. So you could be 15, 16, 17 years old and blow the doors off of a 40, 50, 60-year-older who refuses to take responsibility for their life. So it's important that we recognize how true this is in our everyday lives. Listen very carefully. Life has given us two very effective teachers. Very effective. Top-notch instructors. But neither one of them come cheap. Both are effective. Both require something of us. And we have to choose one or the other. If you decide not to choose, the second one will be chosen for you by default. You might ask, what are those two teachers? Those two teachers are wisdom and consequences. Wisdom and consequences. We can learn a great deal from either teacher, but I should warn you, however, on the huge difference in their instructional styles. While wisdom will amaze you, and delight you with all her lessons. Consequences will leave you breathless and not in a good way. The truth is consequences is by far the tougher teacher of the two. For one thing, consequences, enrollment cost, and ongoing tuition are sky high. Oh, she'll teach you all right. And by the time we learn her lessons, her instructions may have cost us years may even cost us our reputation or our marriage or our family or our career or our ministry, perhaps even our life. Consequences has huge back-end costs. Suppose you run full blast into a wall. Bang! Break your nose. Wow. You think, what lesson did I learn from that? Wall hard, nose soft. Wall one, nose lost. You learned a lesson. Congratulations. You garnered a pearl of wisdom from a personal experience that included some suffering and pain. So now you've got your pearl. It's pleasing. It's valuable. Oh, my goodness. It's just one pearl, one nugget, one bit of treasure. Because to become the man of God... The woman of God you need to be, the husband, the wife, the teacher, the leader, the businessman or businesswoman, the person you were created to be, it will require a whole bag of these pearls, a whole bag of these gems. The truth is, you don't have enough bones in your body to shatter in order to gain the wisdom you will need to succeed in these difficult days. To garner the necessary wisdom to be the man of God, to be that, 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 that dad, that mom you want to be, you just don't have enough noses to break. Thank God there's a better way. If consequences has a back-end price, then wisdom has a front-end price. It requires discipline and obedience and consistency, courage, and above all else, time. Then it gladly pours on you the promises of of riches and, and pearls of great truth that will help guide you and lead you in life. In fact, Proverbs 4 tells us this about wisdom. 
sell everything and buy wisdom. Forage for understanding. Don't forget one word. Don't deviate an inch. Don't walk away from wisdom. She guards your life. Love her. She keeps her eye on you. Above all and before all, do this. Get wisdom. Write this on the top of your list. Get understanding. Throw your arms around her. Believe me, you won't regret it. Never let her go. She'll make your life glorious. Wow. Do you want to know the biggest difference between consequences and wisdom? Here it comes. Wisdom teaches you the lesson before you make the mistake. Consequences demand that you make the mistake first. Only then will it teach you the lesson. Wow. I can't tell you how much I can relate to that. Any honest person in this room will relate to that. How many times have we had to make the mistake first? How many times are we warned by mom and dad and friends and relatives and people that cared about us and warned us about certain things, but yet we had to go ahead and make that mistake first? My goodness. And only then will the lesson be learned. Here, we can put this another way. Here, listen. Wisdom puts up a fence at the top of the cliff. Consequences visits you in the hospital when you're in traction. Wow. Right? Solomon in his infinite wisdom, says this in Proverbs 22. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Oh, I hate to admit how many years I was a simpleton. How many years I was just foolish. How many years I thought I knew it all, right? How many times did we just go on thinking like we were the best one to be able to understand and, and make our way through life? Wouldn't you rather gain wisdom from the experience of others? Let them testify to what they have learned. In this way, when you hear how a friend ran full speed into a wall, broke his nose and shattered his glasses, you listen and learn and say, uh-huh, right? I don't want to do that. That looked like that hurt. There was a lot of blood going on over there. Man, that was very painful for a very long time. And they got the black eyes to prove it, right? By listening, you save all those ophthalmologist bills and all the broken bones. By learning, listen, one lesson at a time, you gain a little bit of wisdom from each experience, and you don't have to suffer as he did or she did to learn that lesson. Someone, when someone stands and testifies of their broken marriage, and testifies of their broken life, pay attention when they say how God resolved it. Learn from that experience. Is what the Bible tells us, tells us in Psalm 19, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making, the, making wise the simple. You simple? You act like a fool? Listen, because it'll make you wise. Listen to others' stories. Listen to their heartache. Listen to their broken heart. Listen to their overwhelmed mind. Listen to the shattered parts of their life. Listen and learn. Learning from someone else's testimony will make you wise. Wow. You refuse to learn. You're just a simpleton, naive, gullible. God calls you a fool. We need to urgently need people to live their lives beyond, listen, beyond wisdom, beyond their lifetime. 
can tell you, every day I pray, Lord, thank you for wisdom beyond my experience. Wisdom, wisdom beyond my experience. Lord, thank you that I walk in that wisdom. That's a good prayer for all of us to pray, right? Beyond our lifetime, be wisdom beyond their experience. We urgently need people to value the, themselves enough to invest in themselves. Psalm 32, we've all been here before. Listen, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Don't, do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but first must be controlled by the bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. He's saying here, how long are you going to be the mule? How long are you going to be so difficult? How long are you going to be so stubborn? How long will you be like the hard head of a horse and, and wanting to do its own thing? Can't tell you how many years I was that mule. How many years I was that horse. How many years I acted like the jackass. It's okay to say that word. It's all right. Some of you just went like this. Oh, my, it's the big one, right? No, it's okay, right? It's true. Let's just be real today, right? Let's bring it right down where we live. How many times do we have to live our lives that way? So difficult, so challenging, so in, uh, in, in stubborn in so many ways. And man, that's, that was a picture of me. And I had to make up my mind that I wasn't going to be that mule anymore. Yeah. I wasn't going to be that horse anymore. I wasn't going to be living my life that way anymore, controlled by circumstances, my, my emotions and my feelings and, and so forth. And, and I had to learn and realize there is a better way than doing it the mule way and the horse way. You want to know what the better way is? Matthew 4 tells us, hallelujah, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a better way. And God knew how challenging this would be for all of us. So he gave us his inspired word and a divine coach to guide and help us understand it. I'm so grateful for our divine coach. Amen. John 14 says, I ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth. John 16 says it this way. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. Thank God for that truth today. God has assigned you his spirit to be your guide. You have a guide inside today, a guide who will deposit God's very wisdom in your life. Thank God for that guide. We receive direct revelation from God and we discover his wonderful promises. They're only found in one place. And I'm so grateful for God's word. I'm so grateful for the Bible. I'm so grateful for the truth, whether you read a physical Bible or you're online or in your favorite digital device. Thank God for his word today. Thank God for this truth today and the wisdom and the pearls of great truth that are found here. Gems, amen, that fill our bag full of wisdom. In fact, Psalm 138 verse 2 says, for you have exalted above all else your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above all your name. 
God's word, the Bible, is crucial for everyday living. Just like you have to breathe air and drink water and eat food to survive, so you have to do the same with God's word in order to survive in these crazy, difficult days. Thank God for God's word. You need to, you need to value it. You need to be desperate for it. It's like the next breath you need to breathe. You need to say, thank God for his word, and I'll not live without it. I'll not let a day go by without reading it. I'll hide it in my heart so I'll not sin against thee, and I'll be in that place where I can constantly grow and be the best that I can be. Amen. As a pastor who's worked with people for over 43 years, let me speak plainly. You won't survive without God's insight and wisdom. How many know Jesus is coming back soon? Oh, he really is. You understand that there's not one prophecy that has to be fulfilled in order for Jesus to come back. They've all been fulfilled. It's just now the clock. It's just the time. Just God's mercy and grace waiting for all to hear, waiting for more hearts to be turned to God. Let me tell you something. The sooner it is for Jesus to come back, the more deception there'll be on the earth, the more foolishness and the more drama that there'll be, and the more you need God's word so you're not deceived. The Bible says the very elect in the last days. We're talking about church folk who go to IFC. The very elect will be deceived in these last days. All the more, man, we don't need to keep learning by consequences and being the mule and being the horse. We need to hear the truth of God's word. It'll save our lives. Hallelujah. Our need for such a guide becomes increasingly more important the closer it is to the Lord's return. Do you know the top athletes all have coaches? Every one of them. You might think, what? Why do, why do the best in the world need a coach? Hello? That's what makes them the best. Do you understand that LeBron James spends $1.5 million on his coaches? Wow. Now, I can't afford a million five. That's not the point. Okay? You just missed the whole point. The point is, he doesn't get, he is the way he is because he's coached well physically and skills and on and on over and over again. You think, well, he's got this, right? He's got this thing and, and so on and so forth. Every, every best athlete, businessman, every businesswoman, amen, who really has attained and been in place, leaders, we all have coaches. Coaches are extremely important. This is equally true for each of us. So God designed, listen very carefully, God has designed and assigned some of history's best mentors to us. Most times they'll keep us growing and improving. Other times they'll just plain old keep us alive. Here's one example in Hebrews 11.4. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Abel speaks? What? This man goes way back when men saw angels with flaming swords standing guard and in the garden so they would not return back to the garden after Adam and Eve fell. This man, Abel, called Adam dad and Eve mom. He was the first man ever to die on planet Earth. Abel goes back just a bit, don't you think? Yet the Bible says this man has something to say to you and me. 
He will take his place on the assigned mentor list alongside of Noah and Abraham and Jacob and Joseph and Elijah and John and Peter and Paul. Likewise, Sarah, Deborah, Ruth, Naomi, Mary, Martha, Dorcas, Priscilla, and scores of others. While these men and women, though no longer maintain an earthly address, they wait to speak to you out of God's living word every day. Yes, they do. They're waiting, to mem- they're waiting to mentor you. They're waiting to encourage you. They're waiting to correct you, to challenge you, to grow. Like a good coach instructing his players. There are times where their voice will rise up and say, no, 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 the bridge is out. Don't go that way. You want to take a left turn or an errant right turn, and they, by the Spirit of God, speak to us out of his word and words that are in our heart, and they rise up and warn us and us, rise up and say encouraging words, and sometimes they're loud. No, no. Oftentimes they're super quiet. I'm here with you. It's going to be okay. I got your back. A divine coach meant to be there during life's most difficult times. When you want to take a wrong turn, it, it might be Jeremiah today, Ezekiel tomorrow, it might be David next week, who will in, exhort and reprove you and help you understand the value of these phenomenal mentors to have by your side. I think about this. How many times have I heard from my mentors? I've heard loud and clear Paul tell me, Love never fails, Jonathan. Ever loud and clear, Joshua tell me, be strong and have good courage. Too many times I've heard James say, don't waver, stand your ground. Too many times have I heard Solomon tell me to guard my mouth and tongue. David speaks up and says, the greater one. David speaks up and says, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. I hear from John who says, hey, you got a greater one that lives on the inside of you. I've heard Isaiah say more than once, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. I've heard Peter say, "Give God gives grace to the humble. Over and over again, I've heard Jesus say, forgive them as I have forgiven you. What mentor have you heard from lately? Which mentor comes to your rescue? Which mentor has meant the most to you during that midnight hour and you heard that mentor's voice you've heard those mentor's words you've heard that person declare the truth over a period of 1500 years God chose more than 40 different men to write down his divine words in a book just like he gave his angels assignments to be ministering angels to us so he's given the people of his book the assignment to help us grow and to help us be the best that we can possibly be. I can't think of a better mentor for a businessman than Solomon. I can't think of a better mentor for pastors than Moses. I can't think of a better mentor for a professional than Luke, the physician. A better mentor for educators than Paul and a better educate, a better mentor for moms than Mary. You get the idea. God has given us, these men and women, the assignment to mentor his children in every facet of life. You are never alone. 
You are never by yourself. There's always a word in due season. There's always an opportunity. They live in the scriptures by the power and breath through the inspired word of God. And they stand ready and eager to help you every morning, every afternoon, every evening. All you have to do is open up this priceless book and read. Just read? Yes. Just read. I'm amazed how many Christians don't read this book. I'm amazed how many days, weeks, months we go by. We never crack it open. We never put the on button on the iPad. We don't take the time to value the very thing that will sustain us and keep us alive. Wow. Proverbs 13.20 says, Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Do you realize every time I read my Bible in the morning, I'm walking with wise people. And guess what I'm becoming? Wiser still. Every evening when I'm dealing with issues or I'm going through my daily, my Bible reading plan, I'm reading, wow, life. I'm walking with the wise. I always interpret that verse of scripture to those that are with us alive today, and that's still true, no doubt. When you walk with wise people, you'll be wise, but we forget that every time we read the Bible, we're walking with wise people, a wise woman, wise men, wise people that overcame, wise people that learned a very valuable lesson in their lives. Will you please join me this year and make a fresh commitment to reading God's word every day? Take the time, whatever it is you start with, if you need 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a reading plan, go to YouVersion and on your, on your app, download the app. There are, there are more reading plans than you could ever imagine that you would ever get through in a lifetime that reminds you, time to read the Bible. You can put the time in there. The alarm goes off, 6.45, guess what? Time to read your Bible. It's, not, it's, not, it's never been easier to read your Bible or to read a plan, something on joy, something on some topical issue. You can do it on a regular basis every single time. Read through the Bible, read through the New Testament, read through the Proverbs and, and the Psalms. Value yourself enough to invest in yourself. I pray that your value, your personal value, will go sky high this year. That's my prayer for you. I will do my very best, and this pastoral team will do their very best to continually to add value to you. So you will value yourself. One of my mentors, Joshua, says this. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Then, only then, my mentor says, he says to you, will you prosper and succeed in all you do? I don't have to have a raise of hands of who wants to prosper in this room, who wants to succeed in this room. We all do. Every one of us watching online today, we all want to prosper and succeed. Well, there's only one way to do that. 
Amen. The best way is to read God's word and determine in your heart. Listen, will you determine that your lazy days of relying on everybody else to do all the heavy lifting is over? I'm done being the mule. No more jackass is my middle name. No more stubborn, hard-headed horse will be my identity. Absolutely not. Why? Because this is your year to grow. This is your year to take that first step. Amen. 101. Learning how to read God's Word. Learning how to blossom and grow to be the best that you could possibly be. Trying to make it as easy as we can for you during second service every Sunday. Fresh start class. Those of you that are brand new in Christ. Those of you that are just recently saved. Those of you that that need a a fresh touch from God every second service in our new Fresh Start classroom right across from the first floor restrooms right there every second service. Right now, going on right now, my wife is teaching those who are involved in needing healing. They've got a negative report and they want to maintain their health. She's, She's helping them right now as we speak, helping people get healed, helping people learn the Word of God right now you can jump in anytime, all the time. Life groups start up soon. I mean, we're going to do our very best to make everything available to you to help you grow. What was our big takeaway today? Wow. You can be young only once, but you can be immature indefinitely. It's time to grow up and walk in the wisdom of God. Ooh, I'm excited for you this year. I'm excited for us this year. Because we're going to grow together. We're going to do this, husbands and wives. Come on, men and women together, friends together. We're going to make a commitment to do this, not by ourselves, but but in a a community of people that will just say, you know what, life is too short. There's just too much drama out there for me to do it all by myself. Amen. Did you learn something today? Come on, stand to your feet with me, please. Thank you, Father. I want you to raise those hands with me, please. And just be grateful today for Jesus. Be grateful for the inspired Word of God. Be grateful for the Holy Spirit who is your helper today. You understand He's your helper, not your doer. You got to do, and He'll help. If you don't do, He can't help. So we yield to our helper today. We want to keep you busy, Holy Spirit. We're going to keep you super busy this year. Super busy helping us. Super busy being our coach. Super busy being our mentor as we put our trust in you as we continue to do the small things we know how to do and holy spirit you will help us with the rest say this with me i walk in courage i choose to be courageous this year i will grow i will change i'll be all god wants me to be god's word will come alive to me I'll be mentored by the best. I'm going to walk with the wise. And I'm going to be wise. I'll never be the same. Because I commit myself to a life of growth. In Jesus' name. Come on, give him praise today. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, 
to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.